You're listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast, a space for moms who are on the wild ride of motherhood while navigating their grief journey. Here are your hosts. I'm Rashida, a motherless mom of a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Yep, that is two under four. And I'm Kara, a motherless mom with a three-year-old, an angel baby, and one on the way. Let's dig in. Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 27 of the Grieving Mamas Club podcast. We are back after a little bit of a break. Sorry for the little little break there. Life happened, aka Rashida. Work got in Rashida's way. <laughs> you know what? It happened. Like we've said it once, we're saying it a million times. This is a passion project. Mm-hmm. And while we'd like to dedicate like our entire lives to this, which hopefully someday we will, I right now in the moment, we got to do things that pay the bills. Yeah. We got to pay yeah. the bills first. Mama got to work, you know, yeah. and we, you know, life be life in and, you know, also kids be kids. kids. So yes, <laughs> the kids yes, be kids. Lord. <laughs> they do. But so this episode, they do be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're not kidding. Uh-huh. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yes. So this episode, we are going to pick up where we meant to pick up like four episodes ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> when we had Meredith Shelley on the podcast and she was talking about suicide, losing a sibling via suicide. So that was supposed to be part one. But then I went to the hospital <laughs> for uh, a non-heart attack. That's not like a heart attack. That was a viral infection. So then we just spent a whole podcast... <laughs> Talking Talk about, about your griefy week. Yeah. Talking about my griefy week. Yeah. So we are back in the rotation of actually talking about the things that we planned to talk about. So right. today we are going to talk about, I guess it's a suicide part two episode. We're going to get into my best friend growing up who I'd known since like kindergarten who committed suicide when we were juniors in high school. So I will talk a little bit about that. So before we jump into the heavy, Kara, how was your week? Weeks have been weekend and we finally got hit by COVID. She came in mm-hmm. hot and heavy and Ellie came down with it first. She was saying like, she's like, my eyes hurt. My eyeballs hurt. And I was, like, was it because her fever was so high? That's my eyeballs hurt. Her fever, I got to be like, well, yeah, I did get to like 101, which was like not good, mm-hmm. but not as high as yours. And then we, you know, we were giving her Tylenol and stuff like that. And that would just like barely help her. And then mm-hmm. I was like, we got to call the doctor and, you know, sure as, sure as shit, she popped a posse. And then, you know, then after that, <laughs> she popped a posse. <laughs> she popped a posse. And then sure as shit after that, like, oh, it was like the next day I was like, my throat's scratchy and I have like a slight runny nose, which I would have normally attribute to like allergies. The next day, Brian and I, we got hit so hard. We were like, slugs just like zombie slugs like going around the house like trying to take care of children Mm. and ellie's better by this point brooks was like kind of upset but like don't know if it was well he also got it too he he was positive too but you know i don't know if it was like if he like didn't really feel if it wasn't that he felt well i was just teething Mm. because Mm -hmm. that was he was just he just kind of bitch a little bit and then be on his way so Mm. it was horrible horrible Absolutely horrible. Anyway, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was the worst. It was, it was. I kept saying, like, thank God for vaccines and whatnot, because if I had to, like, I was down and out for, I would probably say forty eight hours. So for forty eight hours, I was just truly unwell. And if yeah. I had to do that for like a longer period of time, I would have been unwell. 
<laughs> yeah, it for was a longer it, period of time. It was brutal. It was brutal. Mm-hmm. I never want to feel that again. So hopefully, you know, I'm just going to end it right there because I don't want to jinx myself. So mm-hmm. anyway, how have your weeks been, Rashida? Play. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, other than work kicking my ever-loving ass, I do have like awesome, I guess, fun news is I bought a new car. Oh, yes, girl. I saw that. Yes. Can I ask? I I want to ask. Yes. Yes. I got a Volkswagen Tiguan. Tiguan? Tiguan? I think it's Tiguan. You can't have it unless you can say it. I know. The dealer dealer told me it was a cross between a tiger and an iguana, which would be Tiguan. So maybe it's, I think it's Tiguan though. Cause every time I've said it, people have corrected me and done Tiguan. That guy. Yeah. That guy yeah. is yanking your chain. Regina. He was yanking my chain, but he yanked my dope. chain all the way to, to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we have been wanting a new car for some time now, but I have wanted to wait until we have at least one kid out of daycare because. <sighs> oh girl, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Because of the cost of daycare. So yeah, we've been, yeah, we been saying we were going to wait. I, I was trying to make us wait until Dom was officially in kindergarten because then mm-hmm. it could offset. Mm-hmm. But we kept having to put money into what I was calling our dinky Jeep. So like we kept having to put money into it. And we just got to a point where Ben was like, I'm not putting any more money in this car. Like it is ta- like we either need to shit or get off the pot here. Yeah. And so I was on Saturday, it was actually wedding dress shopping with friend of the podcast and my personal best friend. Yeah. Kip. She did not find the dress, but she's, we're still working on it. Oh, um, good. That's, I know. Keep it, no, keep it going yes. as long yes. as you can. Yes. Well, and you so know, I within with, reason. <laughs> yes. So I was with her wedding dress shopping. Ben takes the kids to his parents' house. And then I guess while they were over there, him and his dad were like, because you know, that like there's a little like strip in Baldwin where there's like every car dealer you could ever want. I'm familiar. They're they're yeah. all right there. I know. I'm familiar. I live right there. I live strip. close to there. Yeah. And yeah. I visited all of those like when we were looking for a new car, it was just like, wait, it's like the on Manchester, like like the yeah. Limburg. Yes. And it's nice because you can just beep, 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 beep. Yeah. And so we Ben's like him and his dad were like, let's just go look at cars and see. And then get pictures of the car that is now my car. I call her Vivian. Um, yes. So I get pictures and Ben's like, I want you to, when you're done with Alicia, I want you to come test drive this car. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. That means you got to like hang out with our kids a little longer so I can go all the way to Baldwin and do that. And he's like, oh, I'm actually still in Baldwin with my parents. So I can just meet you there. Oh, also somewhere along the lines, I went and got our checkbook in the title to the car that we want to trade in. Oh my God. God. So Ben was like, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Ben. He's like, so if you test drive this car and you like it, let's do it. I'm tired of fucking around. And it's like, okay. Oh man. He's not here, he's not here to play. I he's not here this. to play. Ben was like, get this car and stop talking to me. Like, yeah. So I test drive it. I love it. Obviously. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we go and buy the dang thing. But the thing is anybody who is in the car market right now would know there are just literally no new cars. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a bitch. So you can't even negotiate because I was mm-hmm. like, how can you help us get the payment under this? And he was like, I can't. Like mm-hmm. he's like, I cannot, I cannot go down any lower. Like you are already getting MSRP for this car. Like I can't go down mm-hmm. any lower. There's no wiggle room. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. You have so, va- yeah. value in your trade though. That's like where that's yes. that's works in your favor. That's what he said, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, he was like, usually on this little row. 
on the car row of Manchester, there's easily like between all of the dealerships, he's like, there's easily plus like a thousand brand new cars on lots between all of them. Mm-hmm. And he was like, empty. yes, he was like, so like each of us probably at a given time has 200 to 300 like brand new cars on their lot. And he was like, I have 25 right now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. one of them is the one that you're trying to buy. So we bought a new car in October of last year mm-hmm. and it was the same situation. It was like, it was like, you gotta, if you find something, you gotta act on it. Like, and if you wanna, you, you, they were still at that point taking pre orders. Now, mm-hmm. car companies aren't even taking pre orders because some of them are trying to switch over to EV. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at one point there was a rubber shortage, then there was a leather shortage. You know, obviously all of this is also due in part to the chip shortage. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the, shortages, the chip shortage yeah. is crazy. So, for those listeners who don't know, I work in the automotive industry and there's, over, you know, something like a thousand chips or something per semiconductor chips per vehicle. So there's a shitload and they aren't just like made in like one part of Europe. They have to like travel all around, like from China to Greece, to Italy, to, you know, anyway, anyway, all that to say is like, yeah, it's crazy. You can't like, you know, if you want like a car with like white with tan interior, good fucking luck. Mm-hmm. You, can't have a, you can't have a specified like this is what I want versus I don't want. Yeah. Like you just got to be like, OK, I like this car, which is basically what I did. But the because of the chip shortage, the a lot of the new cars are missing like random features. So, yeah. Like, I don't have. Yeah. Well, I did hear something the other day. I don't think this is accurate. Somebody told me this while they were drinking a beer at the pool the other day. But (laughs) they did tell me that BMW is apparently charging like a monthly fee for heated seats. That's that's accurate. Okay. Yeah, that's what I've read that too. It's like $400 a month or something. That is crazy, mm-hmm. but I don't have so I don't have a power lift gate right now. Yeah, and I, well, okay. and I can't have one until the chip shortage is done. So like I have I can't use my remote to open my trunk, and I can't like there's no button to like, which is so bougie. I know I'm like I have to close my trunk with my hands. Well, yeah, and like actually <laughs> use my arm. Yeah, yes, I have to actually use my arm, and it pisses me off. Yeah, so. <laughs> but so when when that when but you'll be able to like at some point. Yes. Take your car back and they'll have that installed and then you'll be in business. And I didn't, well, I'd have to pay for it because I didn't pay for that. Like you got a discount for not having that when I got it. But again, how much does that cost? I'm not sure, but I'm like, I kind of want it. Well, yeah. Like Like, if I was going to buy, I did not buy a brand new fucking car to use my muscles to put my trunk down. Yeah. I did not brand, buy a brand new car to warm up my own seat with my own booty bottom. Like, yes. I, I want it yes. warming for like, me. I spent good money on this. Yeah. Damn it. I need to. And mine's supposed to have the one where you like put your foot underneath and it opens uh, the car door. Yeah. You need that. And I think it's heavy. Ben was like, it's not that heavy. I was like, it's heavy. Well, Ben, producer Ben. When you are carting around, you know, I just will say like when you're doing the Walmart pickup for groceries and you have to get up out of your car to open the hatch and then... I do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's annoying. Yeah. Yes. And so I didn't even think (laughs) about that. That I didn't even think about that scenario. And now I want my power lift hatch even more. (laughs) Just think about it. Maybe just what you're getting extra steps. 
which is also actually how this other part of how my week has gone. I've gotten back into running. Good. Over the past couple of weeks, I'm training to run a 5K with my neighbor in October. Um, yeah. And I feel stupid saying like, I'm training to run a 5K when I used to be a person no. to run half marathons. But like, I used to run, I used to run a 5K every morning. Like, was that pre- now, yeah, yeah, that's pre-baby, I'm sure. It is pre-baby. It is pre-baby. Both so babies, two babies, to, pre-two babes. It is pre-both babies, yes. Yeah. And so I'm having to like, I am telling myself to just fall back and love like running and don't put like a like I need to run half marathons or I need to do this or I need to hit this many miles or like I need to just fall back in love with moving my body. Good for you. If for nothing else, I'm sure it brings you like mental clarity, you know, with like anxiety. That's I have to do that. Like I have to hit three things every day. I have to not eat like a butthole. I have to move my body, like whether it's mm-hmm. going for a walk and working out. And the third one is is my skincare routine every night. If I mm-hmm. don't do it, sometimes I don't hit all three. I hit my skincare every single day and night, but don't yeah, worry. Do. But like, yeah, she's, I'm not forgetting that. <laughs> she's not forgetting them serum. No, no, because she's still getting acne like a 13 year old. But anyway, mm. so I got to stay on top of that. But anyway, yeah, you got to hit all three of those mm-hmm. to keep that shit at bay. So yes, so, it's been, yeah. Other, other than work, there are some bright spots. Good for, I'm so happy to hear that. Good for you. All right, Rashida. Yes. I have heard so much about your friend, Alex. I need yes. to know. I need to know. I need to know about her. I want to know everything. Yeah. I want to know her so, story. Yes. So I think I said this before on an episode, but like, I always feel like my grief journey with Alex never get, never gets or never got maybe as much like spotlight, which seems stupid, to, like, but it never got because it was always overshadowed by like the grief of my mom, because that was the thing that like my mom hadn't even been gone a year by the time Alex Patler, wait, no, she had been because we were, my mom passed away in my sophomore year and we were juniors when Alex passed away. So she had been gone for just over a year. So pretty was, fresh. Yes, still pretty fresh. But so, <laughs> yes, I was, I just feel like, and then in, in subsequent years after that, like the grief that was affecting my everyday life was that of my mom and not so much Alex. But so Alex was, when I say one of the most vibrant people, and I also, I feel like that's always, when someone commits suicide, the person, the people left behind are like always in shock because the person was so like usually so vibrant. And so it's like Robin Williams, right? Like mm-hmm. you're like, he was so funny. And so like, blah, blah, blah. And like never saw it coming, never saw it coming. Yeah. And so, and I would like to say in some aspects, I never saw it coming with Alex, but in some other aspects, like there was always an underlying like depression there. Like she was always never quite happy with herself or like always like her siblings were prettier than her or like better than her, like all of these things. And so I, yeah, but like that's all stuff that like, I feel like I always say like we all go through, so I don't want to undermine her Mm -hmm. struggles or anything, but like we all kind of go through that. So it'd be really easy to overlook is what I'm getting at. Yes. Yes. And also, I mean, the year was 20, 2006. So like it was also extremely easy to overlook anybody's mental issues. So I actually grew up with Alex. So she and I had been friends with like, I have literally pictures of me and her and a couple other friends, some of which I'm still really good friends with today, actually, like in the backseat of somebody's mom's car, which is like also hilarious. I love that. Five-year-olds today still have to be in car seats until they're like fucking nobody's. Yeah. And we were nobody's car seats, but it was the 90s. Uh, (laughs) Right on the floorboard. 
just the nineties. Yeah, we were just all in that car sharing a seatbelt, probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, one hundred percent. Yes, and so I, yeah, I had she had been very much part of my life growing up. And what I would say, I will say that when we went to high school, we were still close, but like slightly. She was extremely popular. Also, she was a softball player and just was extremely popular. Like she had different groups of friends, I would say. And she probably, and I would say, got closer to her softball friends as we kind of progressed through high school, but not in a way that ever shunned her like elementary school friends or like Like, mm -hmm. any of those things. Because I will say my friends are, I feel like I'm like still weirdly close to like my maid of honor was someone I met in kindergarten who's still to this day, like one of my very best friends. So like, wow, that's so rare. Like mm-hmm. from kindergarten. Yeah. 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 We were in Girl Scouts together. So like she knew Alex as well. Like obviously, cause we all went to elementary school together. And so, yeah, as we were going through high school, a handful of us were in marching band, LOL. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 I know your, your Mona had a sweatshirt. Yes. Like yeah. I mean, plus we're marching band and I also did cheerleading. I want to say that so that nobody's like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will proud. I proudly nerd alert. And I proudly played the clarinet for eight years. Yeah. Um, and twirled and at so, the time, probs. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. No, not me. No. Not me. Oh no. No. Knew you're playing the clarinet. Yes, I was playing yeah. playing that clarinet. You know who was twirling the baton and doing things like that? Kip. She was. You're kidding. She was in color guard. She was you're, twirling flags. Didn't see that coming. I know. Softball, shocking. Yes. Right? Yeah. Could see 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 her playing softball. Color guard. Yeah. No. Yes. Shocking. Yes. One of our no. friends, listeners, who is like the most, the least likely, in my opinion, to be a color guard person. Heather. Yeah. Color guard for sure. Our other, yes. our other buddy. Heather was, Heather was in palms. I also see that. Yeah. Yes. Also see that. Anywho. And so I just feel like in high school, you start to like get into different groups of people for the good, the bad, the ugly, just because of by virtue of like what you're into, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, her and I were still extremely close. When my mom passed away, I will back up and say my mom and Alex were extremely close as well. So, yeah. Yes. So they... Well, and and naturally, because you guys had been, you and you and Alex had been so close since kindergarten. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, when you're in great, when you're young in grade school, you're just around, I don't know. Yeah. You're just going to be around your family so much, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you yeah. know? The, uh, yeah. Yes. And so when my mom passed away, Alex felt that like, even after Alex passed away, her and our, her mom and me would be talking and she would be like, when your mom passed away, like Alex took that death as if like her own mom, like someone in our family passed away because to an extent it was right. Mm -hmm, Sure. And so like specifically one of my favorite memories or things, anecdotes about the relationship between my mom and Alex to just put it into perspective for you (laughs) for one of Alex's birthdays, probably like 13 or 14. She really, really wanted a fish tank. And her mom was like, I'm not buying you a fish tank. I'm not buying you a fish tank. I'm not buying you a fish tank. My mom bought her the fish tank. (laughs) And her mom was probably like, Damn it, Mona. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure in retrospect, her mom probably talked to her mom first because I can't see my mom just being like, fuck your mom. I'm going to do it. So I'm pretty sure when you, you know, when you become a mom, you start to see your, you start to re-see your childhood through your mom's eyes. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. 
And yep. so I like, and lately I've been doing this a lot where I've been like, I wish I could ask her that question. Like today I straight up lied in Jump's face about something. And I was like, I lied. <laughs> what did you lie to? Can because you share? He, yes, because he was supposed to be eating dinner and he had two chicken nuggets on his plate, but he set his plate on because he was also watching his iPad because we're shipbag parents. But uh-huh. no, you're not. no. And so he had the two, he had the chicken nuggets on the table or on the plate next to him. And Kona came up and grabbed one. Oh, yeah, she did. And uh-huh. so he was super pissed off about that. And I was like, well, you still have the one right there. And he was like, well, I don't want this in anymore because it was probably close to Kona's. No. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, well, didn't skip a beat. I went, oh, okay, let me go. I think there's one more in there in the oven. Let me go get it for you. And I literally just opened the oven, closed it, and went back with the same, like, with the exact same chicken nugget. And he picked it up. And for a second, you know when you lie to your kid? And yeah. you're like, for a second, you're like, are they going to buy it? Yeah. You're like, <laughs> yeah. like, that's the that's the exact face you like yeah. look around. Yeah. You're like you're gonna producer Ben, producer Brian, like Yes. They gotta get it. <laughs> and this is how They're I know I could, not, stuff for me. I, I could not be like a like a huge liar for the rest of my life because I have I make that face and like for me catch me. <laughs> and so yeah he picked it up and looked at it and i was like he's gonna realize that is the same uh, fucking chicken nugget yeah yeah walked away with. and he goes thanks mom and that was the end fucker <laughs> i know and i looked at ben and i was like these are the moments that i just wish my mom was still here so i could be like how many times like which lies stand out in your mind the most yeah love the lies you told me because you know there had to be Million. That is that is such a good question. That was that is such a good question. Yes, yes. Such. Like I have, uh, yes, yes. So yeah. In retrospect, I have to assume that my mom, because I would not buy one of Dom's friends something that would totally piss off their parents. Without right. Their parents. That doesn't make. Yeah. No. Right. And so in retrospect, I have to be like, I have to believe my mom asked Alex's mom. Anyways, so and we're talking like a baby fish tank, right? Like a, a little starter fish tank. It had her favorite color rocks in it. You know, fish. Yes. Alex had cats. So it had like something that would keep the cats out. Like it was this. My mom went went to all the stops on this. And this is because also we had a fish tank. So like I was not, which I also just had a nightmare about the other day, which is wild in a second. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Yes. It, it literally just popped back in my head that I had a nightmare about that the mm-hmm. other day. Anyways. And so we had a fish tank growing up. My mom hated animals. Cut to me snuggling with my dog at night. But yeah, yeah. Mom hated animals. Fish, quote unquote, were our pets. Yeah. Alex always Ugh. loved our fish tank. I know. Weird. Yeah. But we did like it was a big fish tank and my mom like kept it really pretty. It was very serene. It was her thing. Oh yeah, no. And, beautiful, but like a pain in the ass to take to take care of. That's what I'm saying yes. uh, about. Yes. No. Yeah. I no. can barely take care of myself right now, let alone a fucking fish tank. Like cleaning the fish Mm-mm. tank? No. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Can't. Okay. And it's not, can't do that in my life. Right. And so Alex loved our fish tank. And so, yes, that's how she, so I will always carry that as like a thing in my heart that like they shared that. Wait, so when, right? so like, how did, when she gave it to her, like, I want to hear how that happened. Oh, she cried. Oh, she was oh. just like ecstatic and was just like, Mona, how did you know I wanted fish tank and like all of these like yeah and it like sat on her because i would spend the night like we would obviously spend the night at each other's houses all the time and it was like sat on her nightstand and like yeah that's just yeah so she's the one and i think i've told this story before when after right after my mom passed away my mom had ordered a cheer shirt that said rashida's mom on it didn't i already tell this story on here yeah but tell it again 
Yes. My mom ordered a shirt that said Rashida's mom on it right before she passed away. And this is for cheerleading, not marching band. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I fucked that one up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was cool. And so, but you were in that. I thought you were in the parade and. Oh, you were That's in the, the last time I saw my mom. Yeah. yeah. So my mom had a, a shirt that just said, no, that time I was in there, I was in the parade as a, as in marching band. Okay. My mom okay. had a shirt that just said band parent. Yeah. For, for band. But then she had a cheerleading band or a cheerleading parent shirt that actually had my name on the back. But oh, she does mom. And so, so I, cute. yes, I can't wait to do this shit for my kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I got the shirt. She ordered it before she passed away. So by the time it came in, it got like, I, she had been gone for like a couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. I remember, yeah, I remember getting it like right after a game. And because I was getting ready to go, Alex and I were doing a, like a game show there was it was part of spirit week and it was like a game show called who knows you best at west and so it was like two sets of best friends from every and i'll actually i have a picture of her and i am this so i'll post it on our social media i was just gonna say so it comes out yes yeah. please uh, and she's in the shirt it's a little grainy but yeah i still love it and so it was two best friends from each grade alex and i were sophomores and so yeah she i guess came to get me after my game <laughs> came outside <laughs> to the football track and we're like going to do this thing and I'm crying because I just got the shirt that says Rashida's mom. And I'm like, I don't have a mom. And Alex like takes the shirt and puts it on backwards. And so she's wearing Rashida's mom. And the, the front. front. Yeah. Yes. And we then go and like crush who knows you best at West. Like we were the last underclassmen standing. So it was like us and like the two seniors, the two yeah. senior friends uh, right. left at the end. And like, yeah, when we finally lost to the, or we were knocked out before the two were, there's a, there is a photo of us. Like, cause you, they set you, they sat us across cause you had to like answer the questions without the other person. So like mm-hmm. the photo, fo- the photo is of us like, doing our final like we've lost hug and you can Aww. see her wearing yes oh she was like your total ride or die you know yes yes totally. i guess i probably shouldn't say <laughs> well no i i get that i but yes she was i mean she was and so i just think the night that she committed suicide is like somehow like in green it's like fuzzy in my mind but somehow not fuzzy in my mind if that makes sense like I remember little things like I'm, I will. I will be completely honest with you. I remember little things and it's a little fuzzy because I was indeed drunk because that's what you do when you're a ju- uh, cool. sophomore, junior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I my friend Olivia, who is my like I said, I've also known since kindergarten and her and she was my maid of honor. I will see her in a couple of weeks here for another best friend of ours wedding. She her mom was out of town and she was throwing a ginormous party at her house parties of which to this day when i see her mom who olivia's mom who's also like an extended mom of mine she lived up the street to this day she will be like and remember when you guys do those parties and she has the cutest mexican accent so like (laughs) i remember when you guys do those parties at my house and i'm like miss olivia i have two kids now (laughs) never I have two, two full on humans. I shot Never. out of my body. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she's, yeah. So yes, at this party, I specifically remember Alex had been with, I think some other friends before that, but like she comes over to Olivia's and she's like, I just want to be with my real friends for a while. And we are like, yay, hang out with us. Blah, blah, blah. We, I have been drinking lord i think it was like banana liquor oh yeah 99 bananas or something (laughs) don't know how i know yes when you just drink whatever bullshit you can find (laughs) 
Anyways. And so, yes. And so I remember her saying that, but I don't remember her leaving. Like, so I don't, I remember her saying that. I remember being like, we love you, blah, blah, blah. But I don't remember her leaving. Mm -hmm. The next day, the guy I was dating at the time, whose parents I was also really close to, the guy I was dating at the time, he had a soccer tournament, maybe. Somehow or another, we were all at Applebee's. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As you do, you know. Yes. One thing led to another, and I was at Applebee's with my ex boyfriend and his parents. Oh, I'm pretty that sure. was like, okay, yeah, okay, uh huh. No, with his parents. Yeah. And so okay. I no. get with his parents. I'm sorry. <laughs> his parents. Yeah. <laughs> Man, those are wild times back then. Just right? <laughs> Okay, go on. Right? Just going to Applebee's casually. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. With my boyfriend at the time's parents. So weird. Anyways, and I I went on to date that guy for years. So maybe it wasn't that weird. I don't know. Yeah. So (laughs) I get a, because I did have a cell phone at the time. It was some kind of flip phone. Yeah. Um, I fancy. Yes. I get a, it was not a razor though. So I wasn't that fancy. I get a call from another one of our friends growing up she calls me like several times in a row because i wasn't paying for text messages back then yeah no they were expensive yeah they were like 59 cents she calls like several times and so i went i remember i answered the phone at the table and she's like hey where are you and i was like oh i'm out i'm like at applebee's applebee's why applebee's bitch yeah two for two for motherfucking 20 yeah exactly (laughs) two for 22 i think it was get it now it's 22 i think back then it was 20 maybe yes. but you're about Inflation's to enjoy this bitch. oh sure is it's even hitting the applebee's I, but did you say you're about to enjoy this <laughs> you're about to enjoy this lava cake what's up girl yes. yeah <laughs> you're about to break into it i sure thinking was yeah. when i get when i get this phone call and she's like yeah. do you want to like go outside for a second and so i go outside and that's when she's like so alex is not like alive anymore and i was like i don't i'm like what are you talking about like what are you talking about and i was just like what do you mean like what do you mean she's like her parents found her she is she she has died essentially and i remember crumbling to the ground in this applebee's parking lot in north county and (laughs) just being like how could she do this to me like my mom just died like how could she do this to me yeah. Which is so like I've said this on Meredith's episode, which is such a selfish thought. But I mean, I was also 16, but such a yeah. such a selfish thought for me to say, like, or 17, 16 or 17, like, what how could she do this to me? Like I now under I have a different understanding of suicide and mental health and mental illness. And as a person who has in will always kind of battle depression in and out of my life. I feel like I have a, just a different understanding of she didn't do it to me. She did it because it was, she felt she was in so much pain. It was her only way out. Yeah. Right. And yeah, yeah. Now we do. You're right. We do now have that understanding of the mental capacity behind suicide. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. I mean, give yourself some credit though, too. You are so young and like you are selfish and you know, your world revolves around you and you mm-hmm. just lost your mom like just a, a year ago and mm-hmm. she was your rock. Alex was like your right hand gal, you know, like she was your mm-hmm. rock. So yeah. Yeah. It's like, how could she? Right. And like her, 
her mom and I in years past had always said like that those two souls were are back together. Like those two souls who loved each other for so long are now back together and there are guardian angels, which is one way to look at it. But I think I was just so mad for so long. And I also think when I think back to, I have recently said this to someone also that I feel like, so Alex is, Alex had, a funeral, obviously, and it was a closed casket due to the manner in which she committed suicide or died by suicide, as we have learned to say. Mm-hmm. And so I think it being a closed casket also didn't give me closure. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And so, like, under- yeah. And so, like, I think in a lot of ways, I not ignored my grief, but like had trouble finding my grief or like understanding my grief because I didn't get the closure of like seeing her in the finality of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, because the last time I saw her was outside of my friend Olivia's house. Right. And so I, I think for a while that was also, also why it got so complicated inside of my grief with my mom. So like, I'm, I'm, there's so many bad examples of me grieving (laughs) from those years, like (laughs) of me just not, feeling my feelings right of me just not like me pushing on to the next thing which is ultimately what led to like my mental breakdown at the age of 22 because i was just like collecting grief like like i don't know what's what's something you collect trophies (laughs) trophies coin metal like i don't know what's stamps bad yeah yeah stamps i yeah (laughs) i was Yes. The Christmas ornaments. I collect Christmas ornaments yeah. from places we go because it's cute. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like I, for, yeah, for years I was just collecting grief between my mom and Alex and my uncle who passed away and like all those things and then getting into college. And so, yeah, it's not shocking at 22. I was like, <gasps> I can't breathe. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Well, and then to have a, like you went through such a profound loss with your mom, you know, a lot of your friends didn't know how to really act around you. They didn't, you know, they're probably of the thought, like, I don't want to bring it up because I don't want to make her mad or sad, Mm -hmm. even though we know like we are dying, usually, usually dying to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Probably shouldn't be dying. (laughs) We are, we want to talk about it. Yes. We really want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. And then, but so now having lost your guy your friend Alex like all all of your friends were now probably they were all then thrusted under this grief journey Mm -hmm. there's always it's always so sad it's sad when anyone dies but especially when someone so young dies they have a whole lost life without them yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like like, what would my life be now if Alex was still alive? Like, would she like those kinds of things, which is so hard to, it's kind of like my mom, right? Like it's my life is so profoundly different than it was in 2005 and 2006 by virtue of time. Like mm-hmm. my life couldn't have looked the same, even if I wanted it to. And so, yeah, that just makes the grieving so much weirder. And for years afterwards, we did these light, the light, the night, I believe in the like a suicide awareness non for profit organization. So for years after we did, we would do these like suicide prevention walks in Alex's name, but we kind of fell out of those too. So like lately in prep for this episode, I've been like asking myself, like, what are the things I do to honor Alex? And I really don't have anything because I, again, my, my journey has been so 
singularly focused on my mom and not talking about Alex so much that it's been, it has been interesting to like open that again. You're probably scared too. Oh yeah. You know, like more, more hurt, more pain that you have to revisit and like Mm -hmm. it wants to do that, you know? Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's weird. No, my friendships are also it's weird to lose a friend in the manner that i did at the age that i did because friendships are we- like who's to say that we would have still been friends right like it's kind of like you know how we talked about like when people die our moms are like immortalized in this like perfection of a mm-hmm. like who's to say that alex and i wouldn't have gone apart in college or that we wouldn't have i have a i, I have a strong feeling that we wouldn't have but that's because she's immortalized because she's gone. So yeah, it is that time period in your life. You know, Mm -hmm. you guys were so, so strong, so thick and so tight Mm -hmm. that like, that's forever how you're, you will view for sure. Her. Yeah. And your relationship with her. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. And like having to go to be a part of like that, that funeral and everything is just terrible. And like seeing her family and her parents, Mm -hmm. that is just another level. Do you still talk? Do you still keep in touch with her mom? There is, we have a Facebook group actually that there like was created when she passed away, which means Facebook was like in its infancy. Um, mm-hmm. And every year on her birthday and the anniversary of her death, her mom posts in that and like other people post in that and stuff too. I haven't had like a one-on-one conversation with her mom in years, but I was so close with her that, and, and she knew that like Alex was close with me and my mom that I know that if I reached out to her, she would be like, Hello. Yeah. Right. Like welcome you with open arms. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Gosh, it yeah. is just a, it's just, yeah. I, I feel like the two sides of death that I have experienced, right. So like we talk about how, like, I have no experience with anticipatory grief because both like most of my griefs were like, bam, like okay. one and done. But I guess I, I do have two different sides of grief and that grief and that I have someone who naturally passed away and then someone who took their own life. And it's interesting. It is interesting. And they both obviously both suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also sucks that, like I said, you know, I, I was thinking, I was listening back to our, our last episode with Meredith and, you know, I was saying that like, it's a shame that like the story always follows the person who died by suicide. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was also thinking the story of how you die follows you no matter what, you know, like that's true. Kind of like, truth. you know, I feel like there's always like a different, con- I guess what I was getting at in the last, in the last episode, there's always like a different connotation with it. Like, and like mm-hmm. what Meredith ultimately ended up saying, like, you know, his legacy is, you know, means more than your mm-hmm. gossip. Mm-hmm. So I think the, uh, the, the, the biggest thing I think like with suicide awareness is like, not the biggest thing by any means. Obviously, it's making mental health awareness, but like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's so much more than just like how it happened or, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, totally, that, totally. That should just be such a, I'm just rambling. I need to probably stop. So, no, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It's just, yeah, it is. I wish suicide wasn't so taboo, like as someone who has experience in that, but even I feel weird talking about it sometimes. Like even I feel like when I say like explain your grief journey, even I pause on that one. Like even I'm like, I can tell you all day, my mom died of a heart attack and that doesn't feel weird, but it does feel weird to say, oh, and I did have a friend in high school who passed away by suicide. Like that is also just 
I hate that it's taboo, but it is. Yeah. And I wish that it wasn't, but yeah, but mental health is still taboo. So I think that's why it's taboo, right? Like it is still hard for a person to stand up today and be like, yo, I fucking struggle with depression because then people want to put you in a box. So then people want to like label you. So then you have a bad day and people are like, oh, she's depressed. Like, or, you know, like, and so I, I do feel like until we can destigmatize mental health, like depression, anxiety, and all of those things that truly just make us fucking human. Mm-hmm. Like, how are we supposed to deal with this day, this life that we're living in right now without having a little anxiety, without having a little depression? And so right. until we can learn to make those things less taboo, I think suicide will continue to be taboo then because it's in most cases, right, a result of that. Well, I think until we can, you know, bring more mental health awareness, maybe bring more light to that then maybe the suicide, obviously, obviously the end goal is that there isn't any, there aren't mm-hmm. any more suicides, you know, because mm-hmm. people are getting the help that they need and they're feeling better about themselves and the place that they're in. I agree. Which probably yeah. starts with like universal health care or something like that, but who knows? <laughs> oh, you know what? We are just a small, small, but mighty podcast. So we'll get there. Yes. Spread <laughs> the yeah. word, but until then, it's so yeah, <laughs> going to keep talking about grief journeys and our the shit's not linear and <laughs> yes, that's real. We'll stay, we'll stay here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Oh, Rashida. Well, thank you so much. I've been waiting for so long to hear about your friend, Alex. She sounds like she was truly such an amazing friend for you and your mom. The three of you just being so tight, so thick. Mm-hmm. It just really just brings a big smile to my heart, especially with her throwing on that sweatshirt and her just being like, come on, girl, pull up your big girl panties. We're going to go rock this shit. Let's yes, go. let's go. So yes, I will. I have to dig up that photo. I know it's my phone somewhere. And so when this episode airs, I can post that too. I love it. I can't wait to see it. All right, girls, thanks so much for listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast. Just remember, when times get tough, you're a badass bee and you got this, mama.